culture, society. On every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes we can all use a night in, removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. All from the comfort of your couch. Because society is great, but it doesn't have your couch. And it's windy out. And you forgot your jacket. And oh my God, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I... (sighs) So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. You're listening to Hashtag New Filter with Zach Peter, and that's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and a host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly, and clearly I'm coming in hot with that intro. Um, that was a little aggressive, you guys. I'm sorry. Uh, for more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach on all of the social meds. I always keep it funny, and I always keep it cute. And if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality tea, go and give us follow at no filter with zach on the instagram or you can always join our private facebook group the link is in the description below wow i am really tired and need a nap and like worked out this morning and so i'm like feeling a little extra like sleepy and fatigued but i I was like but i need to like make sure that i you know i come in hot and i bring the energy i have to i want to like take a, a nap after this and then go and um have like another cup of coffee but I apologize. That that intro was a little aggressive. I have to I have to admit it scared me a little bit too. But hopefully you're watching this and and sipping on some fizzy housewives inspired rosé designed by yours truly with my pals at Elix. It is delicious. It is a lightly fizzy crisp rosé, fourteen percent alcohol by volume, but less than a gram of sugar. In five fun designs inspired by some of the most iconic housewives moments from Real Housewives of New Jersey, Beverly Hills. Um, not Orange County, New York, Atlanta, and Potomac. Um, Thank you guys for supporting the wine and continuing to order the wine. I really appreciate it. And I'm so, so grateful for all the love that you've been showing me. So please continue to order at nofilterwine.com. Like I said, I created this for us to be able to watch Housewives and sip and enjoy it together all summer long. And now that summer is officially over, O-V-E-R, we can now go right into fall and have some F-U-N, sip and some R-O-S-E with the apostrophe, Rosé. Order yours at nofilterwine.com. All right, we have a lot. We have a lot and not a lot to break down today. We'll talk a little bit about an update that Cynthia, ba- Cynthia Bailey is giving us on Real Housewives of Atlanta. We're going to talk about Vicki Gunvalson from Real Housewives of Orange County, who is dishing on her, or at least there is someone close to her that's dishing on her split from Steve Lodge. We'll talk about Porsche's bat mitzvah because it looked like a very fun circus-themed event that I'm Surprised Ronald Richards wasn't at. Then we'll talk a little bit about Camille Grammer. We'll do a Housewives of Salt Lake City and Potomac recap. And then we'll wrap things up for the day, everybody. 
Hopefully you're enjoying your Monday. I know Instagram and Facebook and WhatsApp are all down. So at least we still have Snapchats to send nudes through and we still have Twitter to know, you know, that Adele is coming back with a new album that's dropping shortly. She was probably like ready to break the internet. She said, we're going to do it, everybody. We're going to update all the socials and make this announcement. And then Facebook was like, hold up, wait a minute. We breaking today. We breaking like a hip and I'm, mm, we're breaking like Sutton's ankles and it's not working out. I guess we're going to have to wait to see what Adele's album is going to be called. Some people are speculating that it's going to be called 30. That would be very unoriginal, but very on brand for Adele. I actually look forward to it. Fall is coming up. Cuffing season is coming up, and I am S-I-N-G-L-E single. So I'm going to need a new Adele album and some No Filter Rosé to get through my fall days. Okay, so shall we dive right in? Real quickly, Book Club is happening again on Tuesday. So if you want to join Book Club, we go live every Tuesday night at 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 Eastern. We are dissecting three chapters from Erica Jane's book, Pretty Mess, chapters 10, 11, and 12. So if you have a copy of the book or you want to buy a copy of the book, go and do that. Or if not, I will be recapping chapters 10, 11, and 12, and then doing some fun quiz time and a giveaway all happening um, this Tuesday and every Tuesday. So we'll break down the last three chapters next week. So this week we have 10, 11, 12. Next week we have 13, 14, and 15. And then the book will be over and you can watch them all on the YouTube. So we're also going live this Thursday as we do every Thursday for Thirsty Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Pacific, same time as Tuesdays. Every live, live on Instagram and New Filter with Zach Tuesdays and Thursdays. All right, guys, let's dive into it. Cynthia Bailey is speaking out about her exit from the Real Housewives of Atlanta. She's doing a fun little press tour because she has gotten fired and everyone wants the tea. And everyone's like, girl, what's the tea? What's the scoop? And she's saying that she was offered a friend of role and she was actually going to take the friend of role. She was like, first of all, I invented the friend of role. And I was like, okay, cool. And then she's like, but you know what? I just decided I'm better than a friend of, I'm full-time energy all day, every day, bay, bay. And everyone's like, are we going to miss you? Like what? Like who? Nobody's talking about you right now. Everyone wants to know about Portia and Fallon and Simon and the scandal and the cheating and who did what and who did who and what time did they do it on? And when did Fallon get pregnant? So I don't think anybody's really sad to see Cynthia Bailey go or leave Real Housewives of Atlanta. I think she had a good run. She had, what, 11, 11 years on the show? That's a good run. At some point, you know, we need to sail off into the sunset and, claw- and gobble somebody else's, pe- get your peach gobbled elsewhere. Bolo can't be doing, you know, carrying this every season. But she, apparently there are rumors that her husband Mike was the one that was like trying to get her to leave the show and, you know, he wanted her, he was the reason behind her decision to leave. And she's like, no, he fully supports my decision to leave, so stop coming for my husband. Don't you talk about my husband. And she threw a wine glass onto the table. So, no, Mike wasn't about it. And she was offered a friend role and then she decided, nah, I'm good, peace out. They probably didn't offer her enough money. She probably wanted more money for the friend role because she was like, this may be a nice way for me to kind of like gradually phase out. And I was thinking like, I don't know if I would actually do a friend of, like maybe, like for your last season or maybe it might be kind of fun to dip in and out. But then you have somebody like Camille Grammer who dips in and out and it's just, it's not as fun. She's a little, a little thirsty, a little parched. So, I don't know. What do you think? Maybe you can comment below. Would you rather, like if you were in a position where you were a housewife for a very long time, in Cynthia Bailey's case, it was tw- it was 11 seasons, and then you were offered a friend of position. We see that a lot of times when they're offered the friend of roles, they end up bouncing and leaving, and they're like, I'm not going to do a friend of role. I'm a full-time bitch. And then they end up, you know, getting washed up on the shore. If you were in that position, would you demand a full-time role, 
Or would you take the part-time role and kind of gradually phase out or possibly phase up? I mean, I guess we've seen them do it with Camille, but we've also seen them do it with Danielle. But Danielle's also, and Brandy Glanville. But like some of these people are like, you know, wild cards that like you kind of don't want to give them a full-time role because they are a bit of a wild card. Whatever. Okay, so we have Vicky Gunvalson. She is apparently shooketh, and she is not well, bitch, after her split from Steve Lodge. As we know, he was running for governor, and then after he ran for governor, apparently while she was filming the Housewives spinoff, the All-Star spinoff that she was filming with Dorinda and the Berkshires for Peacock, apparently he called her and broke up with her the week she was filming that. So she... I mean, I would imagine has like a meltdown. I mean, we know she gets into it and shares some words and has some beef with Dorinda on the trip. But I mean, I would imagine getting broken up while you, I mean, she's only filming for a week. Like, how do you even call her in the middle of filming and break up with her then? Like, that's pretty, that's pretty ruthless considering you already know she's a little unhinged. But apparently sources close to her say that she feels traumatized and she's not doing so well. I think we could have kind of, figure that out based off of Tamara's post. I know she posted something on Instagram the other day and she was just like, you're so much stronger. Like, you know, it's okay. The sun will rise again and you'll, you'll be just fine. And love is out there and love is blind and you know, whatever else she was posting. It's interesting to see that weren't they not friends? Weren't they like mad at each other or they're mad at Shannon Bedore? Shannon Bedore is just like a B I T C H and they don't like her and they're no longer the trace amigas. They're the dos amigas. And Uno, dos, what a hot mess. The two of them, I, I'm i looking forward to seeing them on the Housewives spinoff because I feel like at this point with Brandy Glanville and Dorinda and Phaedra, like it's going to be a hot mess and I can't wait to see it all break down. But are we sad to see, are, are we surprised? Not sad because I don't think anybody's really sad to see Vicky splitting from Steve Lodge, but like did anybody really think that this was going to last? Did anybody really think that Steve was going to win governor of California? Like, that's the real question that I'm sure everyone's thinking. But, I mean, we did see them go on a trip, Tamara and Vicky, immediately after wrapping filming for the Housewives spinoff. So, and she went to go and visit her son. So, I mean, it kind of, you know, it fits that that story kind of checks out that he broke up with her and she had a meltdown. And then she was like, oh my God, I need a break. Like, to be fair, I mean, that is kind of a parting gift. You know, you you know she's going to go crazy, so you make sure she gets some good airtime on the spinoff. Like, I don't know. I don't want to give any props to Steve Lodge. He ain't, he ain't that much of a catch. Him, he can go to, what is it, South Beach, Palm Beach with Tom, and they can go circle jerk elsewhere. Okay. Portia from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Kyle's daughter. We've been watching her since she was two years old on the first season of Real Houses of Beverly Hills. And now here she is at a circus-themed bat mitzvah. And we saw lots of housewives. All of the current housewives were in attendance, including Sutton Strack, minus Garcelle and Erica. They even had Teddy in there. Teddy, we're still trying to make Teddy happen. I mean, I get it. I guess they're, like, really friends. But, like, I don't know. Do we care? Like how are we still talking about Teddy? Like, I thought we were done talking about, like, I thought Teddy was a rap. But anyway, Garcelle was not there. Are we really surprised that Garcelle wasn't there? Or is she still beefing with Kyle? I don't really understand Garcelle's role with the women this season. I know she, like, you know, it's like, oh, they don't like me. And then she, like, shades them in her confessionals. And, you know, she's extra shady. But 
she didn't show up. Maybe she had something else to do. Maybe she was having dinner at Denise's house. And Erica obviously is not going to go because Erica's like, I can't go out in public because anytime I go and I can't be seen having too much fun because then then they'll think I have no shame. But like I have to have some kind of fun because otherwise I'm going crazy and it's expensive to be me and my bills are expensive. My legal bills are expensive. So those are the only two that weren't there. Kim Richards was there and Kim Richards looked incredible. Like if you look at this photo from the from the event like she's posing with this guy I'm, I'm not really sure who this guy is I think he's like a blogger he looks like a fun time um you know like with a few shots in him but like Kim Richards is looking fire like I know she was at the children's uh, children's yeah children's hospital fundraiser at the Abbey a few weeks ago with Garcelle and Kathy and I know Steve from Faces by Bravo he was there and he was like taking selfies with all of them he's like hey it's me Faces by Bravo and they're like oh hey I'm a face and I'm on Bravo and he's like I know that's why I need a selfie with you girl and they were like okay and so Kim Richards was looking fly back then and then we see her this week and she looks really good she looks like she's lost a little weight um her arms look just like very slim and then she looks like she probably got new teeth there's something different about her face like it's definitely tighter maybe there was like a slight facelift that she got because uh, her face just looks very like tight and slim but then there's something different about her mouth we know Kathy and Kyle have both gotten new teeth and Lisa Vanderpump like getting new teeth is like getting you know a new Birkin in Beverly Hills so possibly it's new teeth I, at first I was like maybe it was a nose job but I don't think it was a nose job because the the shape of her nose looks very much the same as it always has if you look at older photos of her so I don't think it's a new nose I think it's probably new teeth and maybe just like a little tightening maybe it's a little tuck maybe it's some threading you know we just did little threads or maybe she did a full nip tuck maybe you know Paul Nassif was like all right girl come over here does Paul Nassif do facelifts or he does noses which one does he do he does the noses right and then Terry Dubrow I don't know what Terry Dubrow does other than cause really bad Yelp reviews for his business because a lot of people do not like him. So I would not go to plastic surgery based off of those Yelp reviews for Terry Dubrow. Heather Dubrow, I love you, but like, mm, I don't know if I'd be going to your man. Okay. Speaking of Beverly Hills, props to Kim Richards, but speaking of Beverly Hills, we have Camille Grammer. Camille Grammer loves to tweet. Camille love is like drinking and tweeting Brandy Glanville all day, every day, but she's doing, a bit of, uh, doing it about housewives. She's out here chasing clout again. And I'm just like, girl, get on the show or don't. But like, why must you always be talking about the show? She thinks that we should be getting rid of Doree and replacing her with Denise Richards. She said because PK is the only thing that made Doree interesting this season and all Doree does is promote Doree. But like, if you have, my thing is like, if you have a business, like, wouldn't you want to promote your business? Like, arguably, you could say all Lisa Vanderpump did was, you know, promote her businesses because everything happened at Sir or Pump. But I don't know, like, I used to really like Camille. I used to thoroughly love and enjoy Camille. She used to be one of my favorites. And now I just, first of all, don't come for my Queen Dorit. I love me some Dorit. And Dorit can, you know, can be the Doritos sampler on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills every season for me. And I will devour all of it. Denise, though, like, if we're going to throw out Dorit and bring somebody else and we're really going to replace her with Denise, like, Denise, did she bring much hurt? first season I know she was part of the the Brandy Glanville you know scissoring season but the her first season did she I I don't really remember what she really brought I may be wrong I may be having a lapse in judgment but 
I don't remember her bringing all that much the first time around. And then in her second season, she ran away. She didn't want to address the Brandy rumors. She kept pulling the Bravo, Bravo, Bravo card. She banished Brandy from coming to the reunion. She threatened to sue the network. She threatened to sue Brandy with the cease and desist. So what what about her is worth bringing back? She's not being honest. Um, she doesn't own it. And she runs and threatens to sue the network if she doesn't like the narrative. And who wants a housewife like that? Not me. I mean, I liked Denise her first season because she was like Liddy City and she was always drinking that Casamigos. And I was like, yes, I like this vibe. She's like a fun friend of, but I don't know if I would consider her a great full time. Camille was also excited that like her watch what happens live numbers were better than when she did it with Eileen, that they were better than when Kathy and Kyle did it. I don't know why we're comparing, you know, ratings of Watch What Happens Live. I mean, I feel like, does anybody even watch it live? I feel like I only watch it if it's actually something interesting or if it made headlines or somebody said something juicy or whatever. And I wasn't watching Watch What Happens Live for Camille in that episode. I was watching it for Eileen Davidson, to be honest. And Kyle and Kathy, I was really watching it for Kathy. But I mean, the thing is like four more housewives, though, especially the Beverly Hills housewives are going to bring in numbers right now. One, people miss any former housewife. So anytime there's a former housewife on, you know, it's good to catch up with them. And in this case, we had two former Beverly Hills housewives. We had Camille and we had Eileen. And then on top of that, number two, we want to know what they think about the whole Erica stuff this season. Like, obviously, we're going to tune into that when we're seeing Kathy and Kyle like yeah, it's cute. It might be kind of funny, but like we already know where Kathy and Kyle stand on a lot of this stuff. So we don't know where Eileen stands on it. And I mean, I guess we kind of know what Camille stands on it, but I I also thought Camille kind of buckled in her interview as well. And she wasn't as tough and hard as she was on Twitter. So I don't know what you're talking about, Camille, because I don't think you brought all that much to that interview. I would give the props to Eileen Davidson, put respect on her name. Let's do some Housewives recaps. Let's start with Salt Lake City because it is juicy, baby. So we see that Jen Shaw and Meredith have some resolution. You know, last week we saw that, you know, uh, Meredith was disengaging because Jen's like, I didn't like the tweet. I That's my Twitter, but it was somebody that runs my Twitter account, which it, I mean, that happens. You know, you do have social media managers and sometimes they do things it's pretty unstandard for them to do things knowing that it's your account when that might affect you. So that's kind of a weak argument, but I understand how like, okay, it kind of sticks ish. Um, But Meredith is like, you need to own it, Jen, own it. I'm disengaging. And Jen's like, why do I always have to apologize for everything? Everybody hates me. Oh, you guys don't understand what it's like to be me in Salt Lake city. And I'm just like, Oh my God, Jen, like stop. The world does not revolve around Jen Shaw. And then Meredith walks away and she's like, I whip my hair back and forth. I whip my hair back and forth. And then her sunglasses go flying into the snow. Well, we finally have some resolution this week as, you know, Lisa Barlow is trying to just make them make amends so that it's easier for Lisa Barlow. And then finally, Jen's talking to Stuart. It's interesting that they're showing Stuart a lot more probably because they know he's going to be big as the, as the season comes to an end. But we see Jen and she's like, I am sorry. I would love to talk to Brooks and I would love to apologize to him. And to me, her apology seems seemed very sincere. I thought Meredith had a point in saying that um, behavior speaks louder than, you know, an apology and that time will tell whether or not her behavior actually changes. But I mean, it looked like it was a, a step in the right direction for Jen. So I just kind of hate knowing how it all plays out for her towards the end of the season because she actually came off pretty likable by the end of this episode. 
We'll see. I think Heather Gay is taking like a serious backseat in these first couple of episodes. And I'm like snoozing. I normally like Heather. I think she's fun and spunky. You know, she's the fun girl. Woo. We haven't seen any woo from her. So I'm just like, Heather Gay, can we make things a little more interesting, please? Yeah, maybe. Whitney loves to stir the pot. And I love her for it. Getting Lisa Barlow in trouble with Angie. Great drama that we needed to kind of, you know, make it, you know, fun little drama that we see in between all the big stuff that we know is coming on later on in the season, like Mary and her cult and Jen getting arrested. I like Angie. Um, I don't know why we didn't give her a full time spot. I don't know why we didn't introduce her sooner, but I'm enjoying Angie from this one episode. I actually thought she was kind of fun and I actually thought that she came in and she was ready to bring some heat. Do I think Lisa Barlow gave the caterers an ultimatum and made them pull out of the event? No. And neither does Lisa Barlow which is why Lisa Barlow went on Twitter and she was like, hold up, wait a minute. I'm here and I got receipts. She's like, first of all, I just need everybody to know the casino night did have catering, okay? It was catered by Marco's brother. And then everyone's like, hold up, wait a minute, who's Marco? Well, Marco and Aubrey were the ones that pulled out because they didn't want to get anybody pregnant at the casino night. But they're the ones that didn't do the catering after all. They're the ones that are um there are Lisa Barlow's friends and Lisa Barlow's the one that you know allegedly told them to pull out of the event because Angie revealed that she's related to Whitney but what was left out of the story was that Marco had his brother cater the fundraiser instead because Marco and Aubrey apparently are like, we got to work. We got to focus on our restaurant. So you know what? Here's our brother. He's going to cater the event. He's going to provide all the food for you and everything should be all good and kosher. So they didn't really leave Angie hanging the way that she claims that they left her hanging. And not only that, but then Lisa Barlow, Lisa Barlow's like, hold up, wait a minute. I got more. And Lisa Barlow's like, "Mm, actually there's no, you can't even prove that I got the caterers to quit because of you being related to Whitney, because I had already, you'd already told me this information off camera. You told me this information back in in November, and here's the text message to prove it. You told me that you were related to Whitney back in November, way before we were ever filming. So if I was going to be pissed with you and trying to sabotage your event, I would have done it back in November and not now, bitch. So yeah, why would Lisa then go off and, and cause this stir now? She has no reason to. She already knew that Whitney and Angie were connected. So now I'm like, hold up, Angie. Maybe I don't like you as much as I thought that I liked you. Maybe I don't. Okay, let's talk about Real Housewives of Potomac. Candace is annoying as fuck. I don't enjoy Candace. I like really have to stomach through her scenes. I don't really like to pay attention to them. I mostly mute them and fast forward them. But I love Mia this season. I love that Mia is giving Candace a run for her money. Um, it's interesting to see Candace be so, you know, feisty considering we no longer have Monique. And now I'm like, hmm, so was Monique ever the problem? Doesn't look like it. But was she? No. Candace sounds like she was the problem. Even now, after Monique's exit. So I'm like, mm, maybe we should have kept Monique and let go of Candace. But then again, you have to realize that Candace does bring a lot to the show, even though she's like terrible and I can't stand her. She does make things interesting. And we saw the salad toss. Well, I guess we didn't see the salad toss that I like, but we saw a salad toss. I just wish my salad was being tossed. I'm going to stop myself there. Um, 
Candace just like it really it infuriates me. Um, Wendy was like really Liddy City, and I think she is just doing the most, like the bright yellow Balenciaga wrap with the the Louboutins, and she had to get off of the car in the Louboutins in the rocks. And if anybody owns a pair of Louboutins, you know that as soon as like those things, like the red bottoms, like the red just disintegrates so easily. So the last thing you want to wear your Louboutins in is those rocks or any sort of gravel because like immediately you get the gravel in your shoes and then it just destroys the bottom. And then, I don't know. I mean, I know that, you know, they're like, oh, you're supposed to like wear them in because, you know, it shows that you love your Louboutins. But I'm like, no, like I don't like fucking up my Louboutins with gravel and shit. So the rocks was a little extra. And then she kept like kicking her foot up. She was like, I want everybody to see that I got these red bottoms. Mm, mm, mm. I was like, okay, Wendy, I really liked you last season. And I liked you coming into this season. And now I'm just like getting really over you and your candles. Okay. Somebody needs to light a match and blow that out. I love how Candace though, every time she gets like put into a corner which we've seen consistently on social media i don't think this has really come up on the show but she said this in interviews and she her and her husband love to bring this up on 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 twitter that a lot of the criticism she gets is because she's one of the darker skinned black women on the show and i just find it interesting that she doesn't come up with like an actual like she doesn't take accountability she doesn't come up with like an actual like formulated sincere apology or ownership over her behavior. Like, I don't think anybody's judging her because of the color of her skin as much as they're judging her for her shitty behavior. That is awful. And I know Robin and Giselle even called her out when she was like, oh, you know, the reason Ashley doesn't get so much shit is because she's a lighter skinned black woman and I'm not. And that's the only reason I get so much, so much shit from people. And I'm just like, no, like you're just a hot mess and your behavior is horrendous. And I mean, we even see in next week's episode with her and Chris and she's getting feisty at the table. I love, though, that Mia is just straight up kind of owning owning her life and owning, you know, the hoe and the pimp narrative, which I think is irritating Candace even more that she doesn't really seem to get under Mia's skin, even though it looks like in next week's preview, she does get under her skin a little bit more because she talked about her mom. And she was like, you know, I hope my mom doesn't relapse, et cetera, et cetera. So... I don't know. I just think Candace loves to hit below the belt. And then anytime the lens is turned on her, she like flips out and then tries to make it something that it's not. But I'm curious to see what happens with her and Chris next week because homegirl is seriously something else. And I love how she just loves to like throw these like low digs and pick apart people's bodies because, you know, Mia has big feet and Ashley has a big forehead and Ash is wide bodied. And it's just it's so nasty. But I love that like these women still show up like Giselle and Rotten. Giselle and Karen hate each other, but they still show up to dinner across from each other. And Candace and Ashley hate each other, but they still show up to dinner across from each other. And so, yeah, I mean, but I just, it really drives me crazy that she loves to pick apart people's bodies, but God forbid anybody say anything about her low budget music video that, you know, Mr. Chris Bassett thinks that he's trying to produce in between his shifts at McDonald's. Like what is going on? I don't understand it. I don't like it. Thank you. Next. I feel like we can I feel like Mia can carry some of the heat Giselle and, and Karen seem to be carrying some of it Robin eh, she's not my favorite but she you know Ashley like I think they're all good like I think we're good w- without Candace like I think we would be okay to like move on without Candace like does anybody actually like Candace that's the real question I feel like Candace is like the Danielle the Danielle Staub of Potomac 
And I don't know if anybody truly enjoys her. If you do, let me know, because I, I would love to, to find out why. Let me know. I'm all ears. Thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me. You can give me a follow at Just Plain Zach all over the social meds. Hopefully by now Instagram and Facebook are back up because they were down all day on a Monday. And I'm like, hold up, wait a minute. I got shit to do. So hopefully that's done. Give us a follow at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram. We go live every Tuesdays and Thursdays. Snag some No Filter Rosé. It's delicious. It's light, crisp, 14% alcohol by volume, but less than a gram of sugar. So you'll be getting Liddy City, but you won't be getting too turnt the next morning. Curated consciously with you in mind with my pals at Elix. Hopefully more will be coming. So keep those sales coming in, everybody. And keep sending me your pics and tagging me because I love reposting them. I love seeing you guys enjoy it. Thank you so much for supporting me and supporting the show. If you're listening to this on iTunes, give me a five-star review because I love that validation. If you're watching this on the YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit that bell notification button. And I hope you are weighing in in the comments below because I'm going to be reading them and responding to some of them, but only if they're nice because I don't like when you guys are mean to me. It hurts my feelings, but it's okay because I'm not crying myself to sleep over it. Love you. Mean it. Talk to you tomorrow night for book club with Erica Jane's book, Pretty Mess, chapters 10, 11, and 12. All right, guys. Love you. Mean it. Ciao for now.